employees can be fired or get dismissed or be subject to disciplinary action for social media posts, um, even in instances where the posts are in their personal capacity per se, or even if it's after working hours. So irrespective of the disclaimer I tweet in my personal capacity, you could still be liable from an employment perspective for what you're tweeting. Obviously, there are factors from an employment law perspective that would need to be taken into account before any sort of disciplinary action is taken against you and the normal disciplinary process needs to be followed in that it has to be any such dismissal or disciplinary action has to follow substantive um, and procedural fairness as per the, the Labour Relations Act. Welcome to the Tech Legal Matters podcast by iAfrican Radio. Since 2015, we at iAfrican.com have been doing research and publishing about significant data breaches and leaks across Africa. Some we have reported on publicly, while others were too sensitive and we simply notified the relevant authorities without publicly reporting on them. During the same period, we have also researched and reported extensively on cybersecurity, privacy, and data protection-related matters across Africa. What we have always observed is that not many people and organizations understand the legal implications of the various technologies that they use. In this podcast, we will explore these topics and more, with a specific focus on the intersection of technology and the law, how that affects you as an individual, but also from a business perspective. New episodes of the Tech Legal Matters podcast will be broadcast every Friday. The podcast will also feature analysis, insights, and commentary from attorneys who specialize in information and communications technology law. My name is Defo Mohapi, and I will be your host. Now for a word from our sponsors. Hello, my name is Lucien Pierce, an attorney in South Africa. What I have noticed over the years is that technology continues to challenge the legal system. What I mean is that sometimes laws battle to keep up with the speed at which technology is changing and the various new technologies that are launched. At Pukube Pierce Masitela Attorneys, our team of lawyers all have a passion for information and communications technology law and are well versed in the latest technologies and the laws applicable to them in South Africa. With 15 years of experience as a law firm in South Africa, we specialize in information and communications technology, marketing and advertising, and infrastructure related to these sectors. PPM Attorneys has a long list of satisfied clients and an unblemished record. So visit us at ppmattorneys.co.za and talk to us about all your legal matters related to technology. Social media has become a big part of many people's lives. Facebook, Twitter, WhatsApp, Instagram, Telegram, and many other social media platforms have become some of the prominent forms of communication we use today. However, what we communicate on these social media platforms may have consequences which can lead to legal prosecution. Also, if you're employed, and as we have witnessed with some instances in South Africa, it can also lead to you being dismissed. On a personal level also, there are also issues such as defamation, doxing, trolling, bullying, which comes with an emotional and psychological burden as well. From a business perspective, the employer-employee relationship is complicated by, amongst other issues, risks to reputation, goodwill, defamation, liability, and the divulgence of confidential information. 
Today on the Tech Legal Matters podcast, we have Matando Likanya, who is an associate director at PPM Attorneys. She's going to help us unpack this. How are you, Matando? I am good, thanks. How are you, Tiffa? I'm good. Uh, do you use social media by any chance? I'm always curious that uh, legal professionals use social media. Um, yeah, um, I do have a Twitter handle. I have Facebook <laughs> and I have Instagram. Um, hardly ever post anything, though, but I do have the... Yeah, I do use them. So you don't use them for legal reasons or it's just a personal thing that you don't use them? <laughs> I think it's I think it's a personal personal not, not not for legal reasons. I think it's more of a personal uh, on a personal level. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Now from a legal perspective, I mean we're talking about social media here. Is it possible in South Africa to be prosecuted for anything you say on social media? Yes, definitely. From a legal perspective, it is possible to get prosecuted for what you say um, on social media. Um, similar to, um, you know, doing things offline, what you do online can also have repercussions. Um, from a, um, it, it, stem, it could stem from a, a delictual or defamation claim. Um, if you uh, post on social media defamatory claims um, from an employer employee relationship as well you could have um, possible um, social media misconduct if you as an employee are um, posting um, content which is found to be um, unlawful um, from an employee from an employer perspective, sorry, you could also have um, instances where you are held vicariously liable for the acts um, of your employer if they are acting um, within the course and scope, scope of their employment. Okay, that's a mouthful, but we'll get back to that. Why I asked that question is, if you look at all the social media platforms, none of them are legally incorporated in South Africa. So how is it possible that something I say on a platform that theoretically speaking, is not a South African company, I still get... It's like, I, it's like I go to the USA and say something and I get prosecuted in South Africa. Or how does it work? Um, irrespective ir irrespective of, of the fact that these social media platforms may not be incorporated in South Africa, um, if you as an individual are posting the content, it's available anywhere. And by virtue of that, if I am an employer in South Africa and you go post defamatory um, or unlawful content on a social media page, I, as your employer in South Africa, can um, sue you, for example, for social media misconduct in South Africa. Okay. And what are some of the laws that the applicable laws being used to, to carry out these legal cases? Okay. So they aren't specific social media laws per se. Um, so any conduct that you do online will be regulated in terms of the laws that we ordinarily have. Um, for example, if it's a labor-related matter, you will have the Labor Relations Act that will deal with um, any sort of misconduct as an employee. Um, and how would that work? Would that be based on your your employment contract? Yes. If it's on, on the basis of your employment, it would be based on your employment contract. It would be a social media misconduct and the, and the applicable sections of the LRA would be um, would be applicable. Um, if it is a defamatory claim, for, a defamation claim, for example, um, you would have the ordinary intellectual laws that would apply to that claim. You've also got um, legislation such as RICA that, that helps in terms of, you know, um, in intercepting certain contents and, and, and the likes. So you don't have special social media rules per se and, and you have ordinary laws that are applicable in the ordinary world that apply in the online world or online space as well. Okay. You've mentioned the word defamation and defamation law. Is it delictual law or something like that? Yes, a defamation, yeah. 
What does it actually mean, defamation, from a legal perspective and in the context of social media? And how is it used in the context of social media to prosecute people? Okay, so defamation refers to any statement, either written verbal, that is made or published, which has the effect of damaging a person's reputation. There are certain elements of defamation that need to be proved in any defamation claim, obviously, and in any sort of legal action if you are, if, if you've got a defamation claim, those elements of defamation need to be proved. Um, this goes back to section 16 of the constitution, which gives you the right or the freedom of expression. But like any other right in the constitution, it's not guaranteed and you need to exercise it within reasonable bounds. So where you have a defamation claim, for example, is where an individual or person um, would have published certain content that infringes on somebody else's um, um, rights and therefore that person would then have a defamation claim against you or be able to institute a defamation claim against you. So freedom of expression as expressed in the constitution comes with what we can call terms and conditions. Yes, like any other, <laughs> like any other, any other rights, um, it would come with, with terms and conditions. So if you infringe on, on the other T's and C's, then you would have um, certain um, repercussions. Okay. Possibly, uh, yeah. Another thing, I mean, people have also been prosecuted, sticking with defamation and social media. You have various social media accounts. Some of them are anonymous. Some of them is people who use their real names that disclose personally identifying information and very private information about other social media users. Can this be prosecuted? And what are the applicable laws? I mean, is it are we allowed if it's in if we feel let's say I feel it's in the public interest to pri to publicize or tweet or Facebook post something I feel is in the public interest? Am I allowed to do that or are there certain laws I need to be careful of? I mean, obviously, if you are, I think we would have to look at the context of, of, of the particular um, situation. But if, if it is in the public interest, I would, I would assume that, you know, um, depending on, on the nature of the account that you're disclosing, um, it may be permissible. But also, you know, you've got to take into account certain other um, legislation that's in place that protects people's um, rights to privacy, for example, a person's rights to privacy. If you're disclosing somebody else's personal information, you also have legislation in place, such as Poppy, which tries to protect, um, you know, personal information. So it would all depend on, on the context and, and the nature of, of what you're trying to disclose and the purpose at which you're trying to disclose that information. Okay, so again, terms and conditions apply. Yeah, I would, I would say so, yeah. <laughs> this sounds very complex in, in terms of what you're allowed to do and what you're not allowed to do on social media. And talking of that complexity, there's also this uh, very popular thing that people do, especially on Twitter, in their profiles and their biographies, they'll say that retweets are not necessarily endorsements. I tweet in my personal capacity. But in the course of them being on Twitter, sometimes they will retweet something that is offensive or in contradiction to their employment or the company they work for. Yeah. What, what's, how, how does it work legally? I mean, can somebody retweet something and then claim that it's not their view? 
irrespective of who the originator of, of the tweet is or the Facebook um, post is, if you retweet or if you comment or you, if you share something that is, for example, derogatory or that is false or that is def um, has, has, has a potential to defame a person, you could be um, held liable for that. Also with the I tweet what I like situation where people try and separate themselves or their personal accounts from their work accounts, um, there have been instances and there have been court cases, uh, um, uh, CCMA in this instance, where although people are tweeting in their personal capacities, um, it has had ramifications for them in their course in terms of the employment. So although you have the disclaimer, I tweet in my personal capacity or what I'm saying does, does not have any impact on me as a professional, you could still be liable for what, what you're tweeting, irrespective of that little disclaimer that you might have or put on. So you can get fired? Um, yes, employees can be fired or get dismissed or be subject to disciplinary action um, for social media posts, um, even in instances where the posts are um, in their personal capacity per se, or even if it's after working hours. So irrespective of the disclaimer I tweet in my personal capacity, you could still be liable from an employment perspective for what you're tweeting. Obviously, um, there are factors from an employment law perspective that would need to be taken into account before any sort of disciplinary action is taken against you. And the normal disciplinary process needs to be followed in that it has to be any such dismissal or disciplinary action has to follow substantive um, and procedural fairness as per the, the, the Labor Relations Act. Now, we've been talking about social media and what we as users of social media need to be careful of and all the applicable laws. Now let's turn it around and look at the employers. How, how can, as an employer, how can you protect yourself and disassociate yourself from potential harm that some of your employees might, might do on social media? Um, I think from a practical perspective, the best way, um, the best way to, the best way as an employer to protect yourself is to have a very good um, social media policy in place. Um, social media in place will set out, will set the ground rules in terms of which um, employers, employees, sorry, are meant to conduct themselves um, within the social media space. It would address certain um, uh, issues relating to what you can and can't say, whether it's from whether be it in your personal capacity or be it in in a professional perspective or from a personal perspective. So the social media policy um, will, will will deal with issues, for example, of confidentiality and what can and can't be disclosed in the social uh, media platforms. It will deal with how employees are meant to deal with intellectual property, for example, whether you have the rights from um, from an IP perspective to post certain content. It will deal with instances of it will set sort of um, rules as to you know in the manner in which you post. If it's personal or professional, what can and can't be said, um, it would address what would be considered de derogatory, what would be considered defamatory, for example. And, you know, all those sort of issues would be detailed in the policy. Another very important aspect of a social media policy is, is to not just have a, a written document that's put away in a, in a desk at the back somewhere, but it's also important that employee, employees get trained on those social media policies and, and, they, and they're aware of, you know, practically what must, what, what does this mean? It's, it's nice to have a policy, a written document, but if the employees aren't trained on it, 
They won't know how they need to conduct themselves on a day-to-day. And that's where you find um, instances where um, people are posting confidential, company confidential information or people are, co- are posting content, um, IP content, without um, getting the necessary authorization from, from the IP creators. Or um, people that are posting just stuff that is just generally not... Um, um, I'm lawful and, and, and which could lead to um, vicarious claims, for example, uh, uh, which could also lead to defamation claims um, um, as well, because in as much as there's a policy, they're not being trained on the policy. And, and it's, it's if, if as an employee, I'm not trained on something, then I can put my hand up and say, sorry, I, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't... I know, complete ignorance. Yeah, uh, yeah, ignorance. I wasn't aware. I mean, I know there's a policy, but you haven't really told me what is expected of me from this policy. So it's very important that even when you have one in place, you have to do the necessary trainings um, and make sure that they understand what is what is expected of them from, from the policies. Now for a word from our sponsors. Hello, my name is Lucien Pierce, an attorney in South Africa. What I have noticed over the years is that technology continues to challenge the legal system. What I mean is that sometimes laws battle to keep up with the speed at which technology is changing and the various new technologies that are launched. If you are experiencing this challenge, our lawyers at PPM Attorneys all have a passion for information and communications technology law and are well versed in the latest technologies and the laws applicable to them in South Africa. Visit us at ppmattorneys.co.za and talk to us about all your legal matters related to technology. Sounds like social media policies, uh, from my layman's perspective, they, 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 they sort of put shackles on a lot of freedom of expression. <laughs> I wouldn't say shackles. I would say uh, <laughs> I, I would. Yeah, it's not that shackles, but just you know, making sure there's an understanding that whatever you do has to be done within reasonable means. Um, you can't. Your freedom of expression is yes. Section 16 gives you that that right, but you cannot you cannot exercise that rights um, in, in exercising it uh, infringe on other people's um, rights as well. So you need to make sure that you 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 know you you set those boundaries and they understand. You know when you started out, you mentioned. Um, issues of reputational risks that um, employers might face because of actions or, or conduct of the employees. That's sort of like the balancing act that, that that would need to be taken into account because, you know, you can't just say, hey, I, I can say whatever I want because I'm, you know, uh, I've got freedom of expression. That that, that wouldn't, um, in, a, in a perfect world, um, 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 work. Um, you look at um, instances where employers have been found um, to have posted... Um, content that is likely to affect third parties being, for example, a, 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 an employer's clients. You know, not only would you lose, would you be um, in, 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 at risk of losing a client's business, but you could also be at risk of, of you know, claims from that client because of the conduct of your, of, your, of your employees. That's why it's very necessary that this policy, you know, gives a proper guideline as to what is and what isn't expected and also give that training. Um, as well, you could do in, a, in, a, in, a, in an employee's um, employment contract is to cement that, you know, there are these platforms and we are aware that these pl- platforms are around. We put in a clause in the contract to say, you know, you need to make sure that um, what is expected of you is done to the T. Um, and that just reaffirms, um, I think, a business's seriousness to deal with these kinds of um, situations. Yeah. So basically, freedom of expression is guaranteed 
if I understand correctly, but freedom after expression, you're on your own. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's correct. Now, we come to cyberbullying. I mean, how does that work? What is cyberbullying, actually? Is it like normal bullying or is it when somebody bullies you on the internet? Or how, what is it exactly? Well, back in the day, we had normal bullying when we yeah. didn't have all the, the, the fancy um, social media platforms. Now, that normal bullying where, you know, you could do um, normal stuff to a person face-to-face is now, you know, given an extra level where things can be done even um, on social media. So where you could potentially be... Um, posting or posting content um, of a bullying nature um, about a colleague, for example, on on whatever social media platform, Um, you know, and that happens 24 hours because unlike the normal bullying where if it was in an employment context and I would see you for eight hours in a day, now you could do it 24 hours a day. So that's effectively where cyberbullying comes in. From an an employment perspective, um, employers are obliged in terms of the Occupational Health and Safety Act to ensure that um, the work environment is safe. So, you know, those of that, that, that's one of the other elements that comes in with this new era of social media where, you know, you've got this extra layer of possibilities where people can get bullied. And, and it's very important as well that in that instance, as, as an employer, you have a, a cyberbullying policy, which would then regulate sort of what is and what is not um, allowed from that, con- from that context. So if I understand you correctly, from a legal perspective, if my colleague using the company's infrastructure, electronic infrastructure, whether it be email or tweeting whilst at work, and they do that to bully me, in the context of work. As an employer, can I be held liable? You can be held liable in the sense that um, OHASA, um, the Occupational Health yeah. um, Safety Act, that mandates you as an employer to ensure that the, the, the work environment is safe. Um, and insofar as, you know, you're not maintaining that, obviously there are different elements, you know, you can't always know what's happening and, 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 and so on and so forth. But um, for start as, as a basis, if you have that policy in place to say, okay, there are these platforms that are available, um, this is appropriate use or this is not appropriate use of those policies. As an employer, you could say, you know, I did do my part in, in trying to, to put in place these measures to ensure that these platforms are not used in a manner that is not intended. Um, so that could be a defense from an employer uh, um, perspective. Um, but from the bully, from the bully perspective, um, if you are the one that is cyberbullying a colleague, for example, you can also be held, um, you can be held liable and you could face um, possible disciplinary action, um, obviously in line with applicable labor relations um, laws, um, that it's done fairly and procedurally. Um, but yes, there, there, there is that, that aspect as well. So I would guess then harassment, online harassment at work. Yeah. Same principles apply. Yes, the same principles would, would apply. That's correct. It sounds like there's a lot that we as employees don't know regarding how to use social media and be protected from a legal perspective, as well as employers as well. But can you give us from a South African context some examples, some some cases where defamation or cyberbullying was in question? 
there is um, authority from our courts um, where people have been found foul because of their their social media um, conduct. Um, from in terms of authority from the courts, um, we have certain cases that have come to the CCMA. One being um, a case where an employee was dismissed for defaming the company uh, on Facebook, which is a public domain. Um, the CCMA had to decide whether the dismissal was procedurally and substantively fair. Um, the employee claimed that the name of the company wasn't brought into disrepute because the company wasn't mentioned uh, by name. Um, the employee also claimed that the profile was locked and the employee had breached privacy um, by accessing their, their pages. Now, in this instance... The employer, you mean? Yes, the employer, sorry. Okay. Yes. Um, so if I understand, just to, sorry to jump in there, if I understand, so this employee apparently posted something that could be viewed in a bad light. Yes. As far as the employer is concerned. Yes. And then somehow the employer discovered this on Facebook. Uh, yes. But they were arguing that it was, um, that they did not mention the name of the company per se. And so it, there wasn't, you know, it, they couldn't have defamed the company because they didn't mention the company. But then how were they found guilty? What was the, what, what was the reason? Well, the reason why they were found guilty was because the CCMA found that the pages were in the public domain and the privacy settings weren't used um, correctly. So... Um, because of that, um, the employer was able to access the pages and see the information, and they could link they could link what was said to the company, and therefore um, um, was justified in in, in, in in having disciplinary action against this particular employee. Um, so the dismissal was found to be fair. Interesting. So our courts do make provision for things said on social media. Yes, they definitely do make um, provisions for whatever is said on social media. And um, obviously, each case is looked at um, based on merit. So the different factors of a particular case will be taken into account before um, they make a ruling. So what there isn't a, a, a sort of like a, a, a one rule that applies um, to all cases and each case will be look, looked at um, on, on each... Oh, on its merits. On its merits. Sorry, yes, I lost my trade of mind. <laughs> Um, yes, there are other um, cases from a social user's perspective where um, content that's been posted has been found to have been um, to, to have defamed um, other individuals. And in other instances, the courts have granted not only orders to prohibit the further the, the further um, spread of the posting or the uh, um, taking down of, of, of the social media postings, but there's why the, the, yeah, there are instances where the courts have actually awarded damages against certain um, certain individuals for the social media posting. These are monetary damages, like payable. monetary damages. Yes, p- 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 I, I think I remember one. Point politically related one, I think it was a case between Trevor Manuel and Julius Malema. Yes, yes. Well, that, that, where damages were awarded. Yes, as well. that's one of the other instances where, where damages were awarded for um, improper use of social, of social media platforms. Now, still sticking to defamation, would I be charged if I had retweeted that tweet? Um, yes, that's correct. If you retweet, you can get um, sued. Um, so it's not only the originator of the content that can be sued for damages, but also anybody who has tweet, who has retweeted, who has liked the, the who has liked the post, who has shared the post, or who has further disseminated the post can also be liable um, for, for 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 the further dissemination of, of such content. So you need to be careful when you retweet, share, like, or like, or comment, yeah, even. comment even, yeah. Okay. Now, as we wrap up, I mean, what should we look out for when using social media to ensure that we don't end up 
being prosecuted or being sued? What are some of the do's and don'ts? I think, you know, in terms of the do's and don'ts, you gotta, you have to, you always have to be aware of, yes, I've got the freedom of expression and, and, and yes, it's, it's a guaranteed right in terms of, of the constitution, but in exercising my rights, I've got to do it um, in a way that I don't infringe on other, other people's rights as well. So in terms of tweeting, think about it. If you can't, if you wouldn't go on top of a building and scream it, and scream it at the top of the rooftop, they don't don't put on social media because effectively well, some people are that brave. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, like just generally in terms of the do's and don'ts, I would say you know you don't post don't don't post don't post content um, that's not permitted. Don't post content um, without approval. Don't post content of a defamatory nature, um, discriminatory nature, of a threatening nature, of a violent nature, for example. Um, ensure that whatever you're sharing, if it's from a, an employment perspective, it's not confidential. You're not going to be putting, you know, you're not going to be, you're not going to be sharing information that's not permitted uh, or that's not in the public domain as yet, um, because that will also have a, a huge impact on, 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 on you as an employee and your company as well as an employer. Um, ensure not to, not to share content that infringes on somebody else's IP because that will also get you into trouble because the originator of or the creator of the IP could could possibly have a claim against you for, for infringing their, their IP. Um, yeah, and just in general, you need to think before posting, you know, if, if it's not something you would scream from the rooftop, then don't put it on social media because it's, it's, it's got the same effect. Thank you for that, Matanda. And I think as, as you agreed earlier, we are guaranteed freedom of expression in our constitution, but there are terms and conditions that come with it. That's correct. And people always need to remember the terms and conditions before they post or like or retweet or comment. Thank you very much for your insights, Matando. And as we always say on the podcast, uh, as much as we discuss in tech legal matters, this doesn't constitute legal advice. Kindly contact your attorney or PPM attorneys. Remember to tell your friends family and colleagues that the show is available to listen for free on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Deezer, or any other app that you use to listen to podcasts. Also, make sure to head over to www.iafrican.com forward slash radio. That is www.iafrican.com forward slash radio and subscribe to get notified on new episodes of the Tech Legal Matters podcast and any other iAfrican radio shows. Stay safe on the web.